everyone. Dave and Jeff, our first show of the week. Does that song sound a little bit familiar? Uh, Dave, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the Stones. Are you going to make me wait? You going to tease? God damn. <laughs> I'll just say it. There are, I guarantee you there's some dickhead that will compare Thursday night at the Rose Bowl to a show in 1973 at Altamont. And they were, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Everybody hates that guy. That guy's such a douche. <laughs> Just fuck off. All right? Uh, Dave, I have seen them, I don't know how many times, a lot. Yeah. It was insanely good. Insanely good, concerning the fact that about three months ago, we had Mick Jagger had a heart valve replaced. Yeah. He sounded great. He moved all over the stage. The one thing that I recognize that I felt like happened, and maybe it's happened 20 years ago, and I just didn't pay attention, feels like Ronnie Wood, who's 75, right? So he's yeah. the young guy in the group. That's hilarious. Uh, kind of leads more on guitar. Keith Richards, I think, is 78. That's amazing. Tore it up. Absolutely tore it up on Midnight Rambler. Uh, actually, Richards may be 77. Charlie Watts, who's the drummer, I know is 78. Goddamn insane. Insane. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, so fun. I thought the guy, there were a couple of different reviews I saw of the show. The LA Times, and uh, there was another review, I think, from Variety. And... The guy from Variety, I was like ready to go like, okay, what are you doing? Are you that guy? And he goes, you know what? The sound bled over. There was some other things that may not have been picture perfect. And then he was like, but who gives a shit? Great. It was great. Good. Yeah. 90,000, 90, I think, was the number I heard in the Rose Bowl. You had good seats from what I, I saw. I had great seats. Did you know yeah. you had that good of seats? Um, well, I bought the tickets in December yeah. last year, so I didn't remember uh, what ended up being a drag is I wanted to take a really good buddy of mine who beat melanoma twice last yeah. year. Poor fucking guy's car crashed on the 405. Like, no just way. broke down. Oh, no. And he was devastated. Just devastated. Poor, poor fucking guy. But I just... You know, I did went, he miss the whole concert? Yeah, he did everything he bitch. could. The poor son of a gun. Did everything he could to get there. Shit. And you're just... Uh, you're heartbroken. He'd never seen him. He, uh, and like I said, he's gone through a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff that he's gone through privately uh, that's not my place to talk about on the show. He was incredibly excited for the opportunity. Yeah. And he was just devastated. When did you find out that he wasn't going to make it in? He was, uh, he was trying to make other arrangements because his car like completely died on him at about 3.30. No Uber, no nothing. Well, from Long Beach to Pasadena, yeah. How long do you think that? What do you think that's going to cost you? Dude, it would be worth it. You were you covering the price of the ticket, or were you making him pay for the ticket? He's buying it now. Okay, I was taking him. Um, he's buying it now, which I think is cool. Did you pull the? I got one. The, the as soon what? as he called you and said, "Hey, I'm not coming," did you say, "I got one"? Like, did you sell the ticket? No, I didn't because uh, <laughs> people at the Rose Bowl were like, oh, "I'll give you." Uh, I wanted to hear. Like, I had a couple of people go like, hey, anybody's selling? I go, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'll give you a 65. Well, I paid 150 for yeah. it. And I was like, fuck that, because yeah. then I got to sit next to you all night. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed at you. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, I, I felt I felt really, really bad for, yeah. my, for my buddy. Because he, 
just like I said, he'd gone through an awful lot the last two years. Yeah. Made it to our event somehow. That was more challenging than I even knew later on for him to get down there because he was not health-wise probably cleared to drive, and he still did. Wow. Um, but what I did was I went out Rose Bowl, and we pre-partied. So it was me, Bernie Wilson, Glenn Turgeron, which was fucking great, and then Jay Paris showed up, which was great. And so we just pre-partied the whole way. And uh, kind of at a concert, yeah. you go, who I, I felt bad for my buddy. I really felt bad for my son, Jack. My son, Jack, really wanted to go. Oh, shit. And uh, and I had said that I was taking this buddy of mine who beat cancer. And then later on, I was like, shit, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I did the right thing by inviting a guy that fucking almost died twice. But then when I got to tell Jack... Yeah, his car broke down. Yeah. He, dude, he was bummed. Yeah. He, he would have been all in. And and then when you look around, Dave, I saw people 30 years older than me, walkers, of wheelchairs, course. all kinds of shit there. And then I saw people. The Stones are 30 years older than you. Dude. <laughs> and then I saw people, <laughs> goddamn, little kids. Like Bernie yeah. and Glenn Terzron were saying on social media that they had douchebags around them. Really? In front of me, there was a kid. This kid could, I mean, he wasn't as young as Bo Woods, but he was probably about seven. Okay. Cowboy hat. And he was dancing up a storm with his mom and dad the cool. whole night. And cool. when I saw him, I'm like, fuck, I wish Jack was yeah. here. Or Cade, but, yeah. but I wish they were here. They would have dug it. But um, stones were insane. And this was the funny thing. There's a great website if you go to any concert. Uh, you could just look up a band's set list. Yeah, I do it all the time. I do it all the time, too, because it's a really good way to figure out, okay, when am I making a beer yeah, run or exactly. doing whatever else? And I knew Keith Richards was going to sing two songs back-to-back, -back, and then they were going in to miss you. I go, okay, that's a long window. So I go down, hit the men's room, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get my kids a couple of shirts. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if these old fucks will ever tour again. Yeah. And I go, I grab a couple of shirts. I'm like, the only guy in the line... And I turn around, and I'm coming back to my seat. And I look up, and I go, shit, man, that, that woman looks familiar. And no joke, Dave, I swear to God, initially I thought it was Rita. <laughs> Dude, it's funny as hell. You got to yeah. tell her that because I thought, she gets told that all the time. Yeah, but her hair was blonder, yeah. and she had glasses, and son of a bitch if it wasn't Julia Roberts. That's amazing. It was Julia Roberts. I wish I would have seen it because I've heard that. When my wife was a flight attendant, yeah. they asked her to go on an Oprah as a Julia Roberts lookalike. And she's gotten that her entire life. Right. Yeah. And I'll say this. The two things about Julia Roberts, where you look at her, and I was saying to a friend of mine, she may actually be prettier in person. Really? Than on the movies. Wow. Like, she is striking where you go, God damn. I would have thought she would have dumbed it down because she didn't want to get recognized. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But I will also say, God, she had the red ass, man. Did she really? She looked like she was... So mad, and her dopey husband just kind of walking along, too. And they were just those two. No security. No security That's at all. That's amazing. Yeah, no security at all. But it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is go, cool. Like, and they were just cruising. They Wait, were just cruising. So, so. Do th so do you think they were, like, sitting, like, near you? No. Uh, you know the Rose Bowl at all? Yeah. Okay. Um, For people that know the Rose Bowl, I was in section 16. So as you came out of section 16, I had to go to the left, which kind of took me down 
to like the end zone, I was kind of like uh, trying to think. If you think at Chargers Stadium, yeah, the um, the stage would have been under the big scoreboard. I would have been at about the forty yard line on the Chargers side. Yeah. So you come out, but then you go to the left, kind of heading towards the stage, and. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, they've redone the Rose Bowl, the Terry Donahue Pavilion yeah. and all that. I mean, it's insane. Beautiful. I don't know that they were by me because I had to go. If I came out 16, I think it was at like 22 yeah. to grab shirts for my kids. So they could have been anywhere in between there. That's crazy. You know, it's funny. We've said this before. Nick Saban is a huge, um, huge uh, Stones fan. Yeah. And he goes a lot. But he always says he waits till it gets dark and then he sneaks in because he yeah. just wants to enjoy the show. Right. So he listens to Gimme Shelter, he says, after Fucking every best, single man. game with his wife as they drive back home from the stadium. But he says he just doesn't want to get bothered. He just wants to go enjoy the show. I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him 10 times. I think I've probably seen him seven. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I think I've seen him seven. It's my favorite band. You know, it's funny, man. I would have gone in a heartbeat with you, and I would have bought the ticket. But it was yeah. hell. It was. I think it was my idea to, for you to take them. I know. That's <laughs> the other thing. That's it. Because you've never seen them. I've either. never seen them. But I, but I was like, yeah. wait a second. I know this guy's had a, a tough run. Yeah. And that's why I was. Like, you want to know what I? He's what, the guy to take. I'll tell you what I did because he's like, well, there's got to be somebody in L.A. The first person I called was my dad. Yeah. My dad cool. was out of town. Oh shit. Next person I fucking texted was Lisa. I'm like, yeah. look, I don't know. And she goes, fuck, I got to work tonight. Oh wow. I was like, God, can you imagine yeah. walking through the bunch of birds? <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah. But my buddy's like, listen, man, I'll buy it. Yeah. No, Dave, 100%. I would have, you would have gone there. like yeah, four buddies. Of course. You could have found anybody. It, yeah. Uh, and it wasn't, it, it really wasn't. Like people said to me later, oh, that sucks, the ticket or whatever. I go, no, it, it yeah. sucked for my buddy. Yeah. Exactly. It, it really did. When you, it's not about me. When you think about what he's been through for yeah. two years, uh, he, the whole experience, he just was like, fuck, I haven't had a night out. I haven't had, had a night him, out in three years. Dude, I had to make him sick knowing while yeah. he, he was at home while the concert was going right. on. Yeah, seeing the, and like I said, he's never seen him. Yeah, And then Shit. you get the LA Times and you find out the whole thing was insanely good. But, That's cool, um, man. I'm glad he had a good time. Did, um, did right. you see Bernie afterwards or no? I didn't see him afterwards, but I will say this. The Rose Bowl did... Such an incredible job of running that place. Yeah. So what I did was I just stayed overnight. Uh, stayed overnight in Monterey Park. Never, yeah. I lived in California a thousand years. I have never been in Monterey Park in my life. All I knew was it was close to Pasadena and I could get a good room and affordable. So I stayed there and I took an Uber into downtown Pasadena. The city of Pasadena had a shuttle cost you five bucks. Okay. And you get on and it's a beautiful, you know, one of those like uh, like a tour bus. Yeah. Right. Air conditioned. The whole thing buffs you out. Literally dropped you off at the front door of the Rose Bowl. Perfect. And I got out. I knew where Bernie was. So I went out there. Bernie, Glenn, Jay. We had a bunch of beers just hanging out. Uh, Stevie Verissimo, my apologies. Was he so there? He's going tomorrow night in Arizona. Oh, Monday cool. night, he's seeing him in Arizona. He goes, hey, how's the opening band? We didn't see one fucking song in the opening <laughs> band. Um, but then, Dave, you come out, and you're like, okay, I stayed all the way to the end. I'm like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in any rush to yeah. be anywhere. I got nowhere to be. 
You come out, you go, where's the shuttle line? Well, the fucking shuttle line is about a mile long. Oh, fuck. It was unbelievable. But the city of Pasadena or the Rose Bowl or whoever ran that event, you go, I swear to God, Dave, it felt like the line started at the Otay Ranch Mall to get yeah. to your place. They had, as you go to the back of this line, you're like, shit, I'm going to be here forever. As you got to the back of your line and you make your way north, south, east, west, and every direction in between, there were fucking security guards lining both sides of that line to cool. keep people from cutting in. Cool. And you're like, and people, oh, hey, I got to go get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. And just, you guys, I I think of cricket all the time, because, yeah. or this Coors Amphitheater, what do we have down here? Where you get in and then trying to get out at the end of the night is the biggest cluster fuck. It is. And it's a disaster. Man, I, Dave, I have no complaints about that night. Cool. It was great getting in. The people were great. Security, whatever. And getting you out of there couldn't have been easier. That's awesome. Yeah. And just drop you off downtown. You go catch an Uber and you're out. But it leads into a story that I find fascinating. And I didn't hear because I was in L.A. on Friday. Yeah. So I don't know how much sports radio you heard. I don't feel like I heard this story a lot, but if somebody covered it, my apologies to them that I missed it. There is something going on in San Diego, sports-wise, that I find amazing, fascinating, and I can't figure out what the fuck is going on, but I want to know what's going on. For people that don't know, the story broke... I kind of got an inkling of it on Wednesday, but I think it was Thursday because we didn't talk about it on Wednesday night. No. The San Diego Sports Arena for 30 years has been run by the Hahn family. Yes. Uh, Ron and Ernie Hahn. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I found out about this on Wednesday. I meant to bring it up and I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Because we have a connection. Yes. And so Ron and Ernie Hahn have run the sports arena for 30 years. Yep. Now, about, I don't know, let's say 10 years ago, they went into partnership with AEG, Phil Anschutz Group, the guys yep. that run the Staples Center, to kind of manage the arena. AEG came in. The Hahn family was still the local representatives. And I know it's low-hanging fruit to cheap shot the arena. Yes. But if you have spent some time in there... They have updated the concourses. Some seating has been updated. They've improved the scoreboard. They continue to work on the sound system. There's a lot of money that had been put in. They, yes. they changed from just the basic hot dog and Cokes to letting, I think, Baja Lobsters in there, Rockin' Bajas in there, Cali Comfort's got to stand in there, the whole deal. There has been zero buzz. I could tell you firsthand, absolutely zero buzz in the NHL about San Diego being on the radar. Yep. I have to assume it's the same thing with the NBA. There is zero buzz about the NBA coming here anytime soon. Yet the lease was up. And the Han boys are old school, good old boys, San Diego. And goddamn... If the city of San Diego didn't take the lease away from AEG and the Hod family and gave it to the fam the Samellis, yep. Henry and uh Linda Samelli who owned the Ducks. Yeah. 
I find this incredibly, I kind of incredibly fascinating because the Ducks organization will take over the lease June 1st, 2020. Yep. They also own the Gulfs. The Gulfs play at the arena, which is owned by AEG. By the way, AEG owns the Kings. So it's. Yes. The Ducks have come in in the middle of the night and stolen this. AEG and the Han family are furious. The Hans are saying they're going to cash in every ticket they have locally, try to cash in all the favors. But the Ducks are screaming, we win, we win, we win. What the fuck are we missing? What is going on? Why do the Ducks want that building, Dave? And why are the Han fam, I mean, I get it with the Hans, but why is AEG so reluctant to give it up? I just told you. I can tell you firsthand, the NHL is not looking at San Diego, and neither is the NBA. Well, what do you think, Dangalus? I mean, straight out, what do you what what do you think the business relationship is? Why why is that? I mean, to me, I think the big story, the the just on the surface, is that the Han family is out. They are, you know? yeah. Because you go, wait a second. The, everybody knows the Han family have been as involved in San Diego sports as anybody over the last right. thirty years, and has done everything they could to keep their foot in the door, even though. The products, a lot of times inside that building, haven't been that great. They haven't right. been willing to say, hey, enough's enough. We got our money. We're going to move on. We got other things that we want to do. And so for the Han family, I don't want to say they're devastated, but it's a major shocking move to say, fuck you to, to the Han family. From the city. Yes. The Hans are old school. Yes. Ernie Sr. built Horton Plaza, which I get is now being changed around. Ron and Ernie... Let's start with the good, and then we'll we'll yes. we'll say what nobody in this fucking town will say, okay. except us. And I I like both of those guys. Uh, I don't know Ron, but I've known Ernie for twenty five years, and I like him a lot. He's a fucking great dude. It cannot be ignored the improvements that have been made to that building. Like I said, it's really easy to make your cheap shots about the building. They have not just sat back and rested on their laurels. They have, or, you know, just sat back. Yep. Um, I would say they have not done the Chargers and Qualcomm Stadium. They've been much more Padres at Petco Park, where they have tried to make improvements into the building to enhance the fan experience. And I think they deserve credit for that. I will say this. My sons are 11 years old. They both, one more than the other, has the WWE fever. Everybody, please have mercy on my soul. <laughs> we did do it the same age. So there is a show coming up here first weekend of October. Yeah. Like the fifth, sixth, whatever the fucking case may be. It's a Saturday night, so it fits well for the schedule. The sports arena ticket office is not open on the weekends. It's only open down there Monday through Friday. So they push you to use the website. So I jump on the website the other day. I'm like, all right, I want my sons want to go. They don't really give a shit. They have $20 tickets. I go, well, shit, this is fine. $20 tickets. I put in for three $20 tickets at 60 bucks, and then I look, and the fucking sports arena wants $50 in fees for tickets that wow. I'm printing at home. Fifty dollars in fees. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. That, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to Ernie, Sean Walchip who thinks they walk on water, Rick Schloss who listens to everyone of you. Fuck you. That's fucking criminal. And any of you that endorse that 
should be absolutely embarrassed. Yep. So if you're out and that's changing, goodbye. Because you're fucking me in the wallet. I don't call and look for free tickets. I buy shit. That's fucking criminal. And then you go, oh, to leave three tickets, say, we'll call a $25 fee. You wow. can tell me all day long that's access bullshit. It's your building. Access works for you. You're endorsing it. Yep. You're ripping me off. So get the fuck out of here. Do I think that's enough of the reason to push you out? Me individually? Sure. I don't <laughs> care that you had 30-year history. Fuck you. Not paying. How am I ticket 60 and my fees are 50, Dave? Hold on. Is this the good or the bad part? No, I already covered the good. That they put money into oh, the okay. building. Oh, okay. That was the good. <laughs> yeah, that was the good. <laughs> okay. Here's the other part. <laughs> Here's the other part. I didn't realize that one so fast. I missed it. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I'll I'll go over it again because I know feelings will be hurt. And I'll get a text message on this. Who cares? They're out. They're out. Yeah. What are they gonna do? They get fucking. Yeah. Where are they gonna keep me out of? Jenny Craig Pavilion. <laughs> Wherever they go next. I think this is what ultimately fucked the Han and the Han family and probably AEG more yeah, go than ahead. anything. I don't think there's been any sense of urgency from anybody in this town to take advantage of the window of opportunity to say, hey, guess what? Now is the time for us to look at getting a new venue built down here. And I don't have any information. It would only be a guess. Maybe the Ducks thinking is that they sold the city of San Diego on, hey, we're going to come down here and we're going to do some things. And then we're going to break ground on a new building. It's the only thing I can imagine because, Dave, circling back to what you just said, what's the good? Yes. The Hunt family and AEG absolutely, sincerely deserve credit for the improvements that they've made to that building. The scoreboard's great. The concourse has been updated. Look, if you're a soccer fan, the Hunt family deserves credit and AEG that that's free parking. They're not. They fuck me. And two 11-year-old kids, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic. But if you want to go to the soccers, you get free parking. That's a really cool thing to give back to the community. Um, I don't know on the seals. I can't speak to that. If you had to pay to park for the seals, I can't remember. But the Hans have done a lot community-wise. They go back. They're really, and here's the other thing. Both of those dudes are really, really good dudes. Ron's a really good guy. He's a little bit more quiet. Ernie's a fantastic guy. Ernie is a guy heavily involved in this community, always willing to help out charity-wise. He's a very good dude. I don't get it. I really don't get what the Ducks could have said for the city of San Diego to turn their back on the Hans because outside of, of gouging us on fees, I feel like they've done a pretty nice job the last 10 years of getting that building back on track. Okay, so l let's say, again, I bring this up all the time when we talk about sports and w when I moved here. Because as I said, when I moved here 30 years ago, mm -hmm. the talk was a state-of-the-art sports arena. And we've, we've had this conversation before about the NBA and NHL coming here. Well, here we are 30 years later, and it's the same building. And, and when you look at it from the outside, and you go, man, a lot of stuff has happened in that building. John Wooden won his last championship sure. there. Magic Johnson played his I first NBA the game in there. I saw the in there not that long ago. Within the last 20 years, yeah. the Stones played I there. mean, we've seen a lot of stuff that has gone on. Ali in, in, got his jaw broken there by Ken Norton. Yes. A lot of things have happened in, inside that building. But at the same time, it is so outdated when you look at other buildings. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the L.A. sports winners ripped down and, and all that. I'm telling you, I will still say it. The LA Sports Arena was better than the San Diego Sports Arena, and it was a shithole. 
Well, the San Diego Sports Arena is a shithole. It's better today than it was yeah, but twenty it's not years up ago. To the qualifications of a major city. I got it, but it was. It, it's better it. tonight than the LA Sports Arena was at the end. Basically, they they took the goddamn sports arena down at Earl Scheib. They got a paint job, and they said, yeah. "How do you like your new car?" Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> so. Here you go. This is what we all want, right? Mm-hmm. We hopefully, hopefully, we think with the Ducks because hockey's up there. They aren't looking for more nope. competition to have an NHL here. That'd be mm-hmm. stupid, right? What we're hoping is they're building a new arena for the NBA because what the Ducks wanted was, or Anaheim wanted, was the Clippers to initially go there before going to right. Staples Center. Well, now they aren't going back to Anaheim, and they're going to go in, in Inglewood. You, and maybe the Somalis, the Somalis are going to put the NBA down That's here? what we're hoping, right? Is that what you're hoping? Is that, Be wait great. a second, there are some teams that are really struggling in the NBA right now, including Memphis and New Orleans and right. and other places that, hey, you know what, maybe it's time for a move. And I know Seattle's saying, wait a second, what about us? Right. You know, we're the ones that really got fucked. We're, we're the Cleveland Browns in the NBA right. is what Seattle is. But they're getting NHL. Yeah, they're getting the NHL's NHL. going there, and, and the NHL will do great up there. But that's what we're all hoping. I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I thought right away was one. Yeah, sure, court. You're in the business of like Madison Square Garden owns the form. Sure, you know, going. They're in the business of, of obviously concerts and promotion, and everything else. Hopefully, they're in the sports business to say, you know what? There's an NBA market down in San Diego, and we think we can make some money. Wow, that would be great. AEG has first right of refusal on the Lakers. Genie Bus and the Bus family still own it, so there's probably not a huge sense of urgency for AEG to say, "Well, let's bring the NBA to San Diego." And who could blame them? Because if at any point Genie and the Bus family determine to get out, AEG is going to own the Lakers. Yeah, and that's pretty goddamn good. I um, look. I have to say this, right? I don't think I like it. You don't like that the Hans family got fucked over? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Um, I look at it, and no, nah, I really don't. I, I, Dave, I, I've known, you've known, we've known everybody that's come through this yes. town. Known everybody. Spanos, we can talk about all day. Uh, you know, John, Larry. Uh, Warner, all of them. Yeah. Seidler and. Not, not all have been good. Fowler, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of a lot of other people in between, whether you're looking at uh, Jeff Schimmel, uh, Rick Bay, ADs at San Diego State that were here. Who's the guy that was here? Jim. Whoever the last guy was before Wicker. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the Hans are good dudes, man. And I know what people are saying. Ah, oh, it's a good old boy network, whatever. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Like, there's a part of this that I go, you know what it feels like? It feels like when when the city jumped into a relationship with the uh, the guys who were trying to bring the MLS here. Oh, yeah. And now look at that's uh, Nick Stone and, and all those guys. Donovan. Yeah, Samelli's are insanely great and yeah. maybe maybe we look at this 10 years from now and we go damn ernie ron i'm sorry you got caught in the crossfire but that really worked out great for san diego it might i mean I, you know here's the deal we've we've gone through a lot of these changes and they haven't worked out as i just said a second ago i'm almost to the point i just want some kind of progress well and maybe that's finally what happened with the city unfortunately 
AEGs probably. Maybe the city's saying, you know what? We took a goddamn beating when the fucking Chargers left. Right. And where are we yeah. three years later that nobody's even raised the idea of a new venue down yes. here? We have to think bigger than the SEALs. We have to. Uh, we have to think bigger. We have to look at San Diego and say, man, you know what? The the Stones were here a handful of years ago. I mean, it was five years ago they played Petco, but we don't get big arena shows anymore. Yeah, we, we don't get anything here anymore, and we're not Santa Barbara. Like, there's there's a little bit of a mentality where you go to Santa Barbara and you go, beautiful, beautiful beaches, beautiful city, a lot of fun, no big time sports. I don't know. I would. I just. I find this story incredibly fascinating because I'd love to know what motivated the Ducks to come in and pull the carpet out from under the Kings. Um, I mean, I, I follow the NHL pretty closely. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's a deep-rooted hostility between the two organizations, right? This no. isn't Red Auerbach and Jack Can't Cook. Like, I, I just think they kind of go about their business. But they they have jumped in and taken that lease over. And now the Ducks, or uh, excuse me, the Gulls have to play there for a year. I thought they said all the right things in their release the other day. Hey, we're looking forward to a smooth transition. But what do, I mean, the Hans are going to try to fight it. Here's a couple things coming to the sports arena. Okay. Let me hear it. When are the Hans getting out? When's their last day? June 1st, 2020. Okay. Here we go. September 28th. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Stevie B and Lisa Lisa. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, let's go. <laughs> God damn. Are you kidding? Okay. What are the fucking chances? Did I ever tell you my Stevie B story yeah, about Iguanas? Sure yeah. Seeing him at Iguanas? Yeah, I know Stevie B. That's what I brought up. You got two and one right there. God damn. <laughs> my girl Lisa Lisa yeah Dave I'm just I just need to know I've already said it I don't run from the fact yeah mid 90s the average female running Plaza Bonita yeah. that's my fucking kryptonite <laughs> as I've heard I goddamn love Latino women especially stonewashed jeans that big high hair yeah that always looked like it had it always looked like it was wet right like yeah of course that what the hell did they put in there? Something they had in there. And I just say, oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. How old do you think Stevie B is right now? Stevie B's got to be. God damn, Stevie B's got to be. Do you know how old yeah, he is? Yeah, I do. I'm looking at it right now. All right. I'm going to say Stevie B is 58 years old. 61. 61. Are you going to ask me how much he's worth? I can't find it. It says on here whatever he's going to make on September 28th. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Iguana's. In Mexico. Yeah. We saw Stevie B. And he had three dudes. The The thing about that show that was incredible is he was one of those guys that just went song into song into song, like yeah. never took a break. So it was him, bunch of dudes on synthesizers. And then he had three guys that looked like WWE guys yeah. as backup dancers. And me and two buddies laugh about this story to this day because he did the biggest buildup. He'd go through 
Everybody introduces the band. And then the final guy, Hawaiian kid, crazy mullet, dude just <laughs> yoke, <laughs> buff like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And Stevie B's buildup was, you know, I just want to say to everybody here in the audience, I hope you're aware of who you're seeing tonight. <laughs> this guy is in demand from every record company, not only in the country, but in the world. He will, it will not be long before he is singing to sold-out arenas. And I hope you all remember back to this night when you saw him at Iguana's. <clears throat> Tijuana, put your hands together for Island Boy. <laughs> and we're like, what? So my buddies and I about once a year are like, hey, man, any update on when Island Boys? No. <laughs> haven't seen anything. Well, goddamn Stevie B wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> he said every record company in the country, not to mention the world, wanted him, and he was going to be playing sold-out venues. Oh, my gosh. How old do you think Lisa Lisa is? She's fucking, she's priceless, dude. She's younger than you think. She's, uh, she's going to be 54. Pretty close, man. Let's see. She's 53 right now. 53? 53. Ah. Yeah, how about that? She bringing full force with her? (laughs) Remember those guys? Lisa Lisa and the Colt Jam was founded when uh, Lisa Lisa. uh, 91? (laughs) No. Dude, that song, that that famous song, it was like 86. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, The team of the Brooklyn production team of full force. Full force? Yep. Wait, that's who I said, right? Yeah, yeah. you got it right. You 100% yeah. got everything right. Oh, those I hope guys. the body holds up. The face isn't holding up too well. God damn. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. What does she need? You know like how every every one of those, remember like. Oh, yeah, dude, I know. I, I can still tell you what she was wearing in that video. She was wearing that guy dang headband and that pink shirt. Fuck. I'm going to tell her, listen. <laughs> Every one of us was moved by the incredible story of Selena. Yes. And the insane acting job of the great Edward James Olmos. <laughs> if you marry him, I will break up the band. <laughs> Fuck. How's that not just give you a lump in your throat when you hear my spot on impression? But my pitch to Lisa Lisa would be like, I'm not going to fucking shoot you in a motel in Albuquerque. <laughs> just let me go on the road with you. I'll be your boy. <laughs> Are we going to that show? Oh my gosh, I'm not going to that show. What's the matter, oh Dick? Oh my gosh. Me and uh, Leisure Fryer. You and Leisure Fryer. And, so, and Glenn Tergeron. <laughs> Coach. I'm telling you, that show is I my can't. goddamn weakness. Dude, I'm telling you, it is. Hold Stevie on. B, too. What day is the 28th? It's a Saturday. It is a Two Saturday. Two weeks after my You're birthday. Right. It is. Let's skip Kaboo. <laughs> we'll go see Stevie B and Lisa Lisa. <laughs> Dude, I'm almost tempted since it's a Saturday. God, it's nothing but chicks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's funny oh, as hell. I will just... Woods won't go. He's a big He bitch. won't go. Who can we get to go? Who else would go to that? Oh, my gosh. Would Costa go? He can't go to that. No, would he? his wife will let him go to that. No. Oh, you know who go? T-shirt tech. He'll go. That's right up his alley. You know, Ernie Martinez would go. Nah, Ernie- he can't go. <laughs> would Billy go? You know, Pete and Point Loma can't go. Oh, my gosh. Ah, fuck. That's a good night. I tell you what, Dave. Alan Taylor would go. Fucking right. Those two (laughs) will go. Him and Amy. (laughs) Look, this may be even the better play. Yeah. 
The Han family owe me one because I just said that I'm sad to see him go. That might just be a show where you just go and drink beers in the parking lot. People watch, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many Lisa Lisa songs can you name? Let's see. Dude, Let's play I, this I, right I, now. Dude, I can't. I'll bet you a dollar. Dude, I, I guarantee you I can't. Uh, what about Stevie B? None. I can't name one getting Stevie B song. A Spring Love? Skip to my Lou. Spring Love for Stevie B. Okay. That was a big one. So I can't do one Stevie B. Spring Love. So I already got there. I got three songs from Lisa Lisa in front of me anyway. That's it. You got three? I got three. Skip to my Lou, When I Fall, Fell in Love, and Can't Wait. Can't Wait came out Skip in 2009. How can this be? This isn't fucking right. That's not right. This what isn't is right. Because hold on. You're, you just said, hold on. Now I got to look. Spring Love. What the fuck's the name of that song? <sighs> Shit. I swear I was, uh, I was correct around the 80s, that 80s song in 86. Remember that one? Damn it. Stevie B had like five songs that all sounded alike, that synthesizer at the start where you're like, oh, I know the, oh, no, it's that song. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where you go, I thought that was Johnny Gill. Oh, shit. Is Johnny Gill there that night? No, Johnny Gill's not there. Wait, I know there's about, I've seen the lineup for that. There's like, uh, that's the, is that the Art LeBeau show? There's like nine other people on that that are all from that same. I think, is Genuine here that night? No, Genuine's not in there. Oh, but if you look at that show on the 28th, Dave, there's like 20 of those old school. Uh, who's my guy? Used to host The Quiet Storm. Uh, slow Jam and Kevin James. Yeah, Slow Jam and Kevin. The fact that I am friends with my entire radio career is validated by the fact that I became friends with Slow Jam and Kevin James, <laughs> who, do you remember that dude? Yes. He All Cried Out was the fucking 86 song I was trying to think of from Lisa Lisa. All Cried Out, yeah. That was it. With those big dudes. That's yeah. with Full yeah. Force. Yes, I know. And he's singing about He's Cried Out too. He's <laughs> Cried Out too. You know who that dude is? I'll tell you who that big dude is from Full Force. Good. My son, Cade, and I love America's Got Talent. You watching America's Got Talent? No, I haven't watched in a while. Terry Crews yes. is the host of that show. Yeah. But my son's favorite thing is Terry Crews seems like an incredibly likable guy, right? I've been done with Terry Crews. He's one of my least favorite. Because all he does is flex a goddamn chest over and over again. Enough. He's pretty funny on this He's show. one move. Yeah, but when kids come out and perform really good yes. on America's Got Talent, Terry Crews gets choked up <clears throat> and is cried. And my kid thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Look how big he is crying. What's he crying about? That's that dude. Do you think Terry Crews was in full force? Terry Crews looks like he was in full force. He was busy trying to make it with the Rams. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, he was, on, he was, a, he was a Ram. All right. Terry uh, Crews, dude. He's the guy that freaked out. Remember he told everyone to stop watching porn? Whoop. Uh, <laughs> Remember that? Said it like almost ruined his marriage. Because he was in there spanking it? Yeah, he couldn't stop. Fuck. <laughs> what do you say to those guys? Dude, I can't say what I would say to those guys. Calm the fuck down. Yes, exactly. What you say? Get a hold of yourself. He already did. It's true. Six times in an hour. <laughs> God damn, calm down, cowboy. Not a fucking slot machine. Like, the more you... <laughs> like, 
guy looks like he's playing the fucking trombone. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, it's not quarters coming out of there. Relax. <laughs> but I, I don't know what you say to those guys when they tell you they're going to coach all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Terry Crews. Calm down, Spanky. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the two stories. All right. I I'm, need. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find. Hold on a second. I got to tell you what else. It's the it's the it's the magic. Ninety two five freestyle expose is the, what this concert's called. OK, that's Jagger and Christie. Yeah. And it's uh, Stevie B, Lisa, Lisa, expose linear. The original cover girls. Shannon, Johnny O, Cynthia. Johnny O. I knew there was another one of those fucking guys. Johnny O. Who? Cynthia and then Connie and Pretty Poison. I don't know. Okay, shit. I'm not as good at this. It's a freestyle explosion. That's what it's called. All those guys just coming out singing one song. Listen to these fucking tickets, dude. Okay, how much? For the best seats, it's 125. 125. Can we move that shit? $69 for the second best, $59, $49, and then $39. 40 bucks. Yeah. Schloss will get us four. For forty, I'm not paying He'll that much money for that put shit. Him, he's got Rick's got a sixty dollar credit every month, free tickets. He's got nothing. He's going to who's going to that show? Who's who? Are we rounding it out with you, me, Kim Gonzalez. <laughs> and my girl Jay Jenkins. Oh, what a night! I dare you to call Lisa Ann and ask her if she wants to go to this. I'm not taking her. <laughs> Heard enough about her fantasy football team for three fucking days. Calm down. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh we we got to figure that out. I'm telling you, the, the people watching. Will Parkins, be, 20 bucks. God damn it, Ernie. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. God, God, Ernie, you wear a ski mask to work every day? 20 bucks. 20 bucks, dude, on top and of all that. 40 if you want the route that doesn't run you through nine potholes. Dude, that's the worst. Right? No shit. When you got to get your car realigned after yeah, fucking going after to an go, event? Going to the arena? Yeah. Ernest? <laughs> that's what it says on the birth certificate, Ernest. Ah, oh, shit. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, what the fuck else? I was trying to think if there was something else I had to tell you. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. All right. Two things. One, one is... Hear. I mean, baseball really fast, okay? Go ahead. Players weekend sucks. It yeah, always fucking sucks. The uniforms that everybody wears match. It's ridiculous. Terrible. This was the worst weekend to do it. Why don't you just fucking right. do it when the Padres play the Diamondbacks? Right. Don't do it when people who can't wait to see the Red Sox and want to see exactly. the Red Sox uniforms. Yankees-Dodgers? That was the worst. I mean, you're thinking classic Dude. baseball, Yankees-Dodgers. No one's wearing the normal uniform. No. It's just absolutely insane how, how bad it looks. And everybody wears the same uniform in every game. Like right now, we're watching highlights of baseball with the volume off. Yeah. It looks like everybody's playing awful. each other every game. You can't fucking it's tell what the hell's going on. It's absolutely terrible. Horrible idea. The the, the other thing I was going to mention was this whole thing that happened on Friday with Coach. Oh, yeah. Bring that up. I, I okay. just did. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to bring that part up and... and Go for as far as what just happened there, because it's probably going to be a story that's talked about a little bit tomorrow. Maybe not, because San Diego's kind of strange that way. feel like it already ended. Which is bizarre. Yeah. I, and I'll start off by this, this way. I don't think, we always joke around Mark Grant's the nicest guy in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Coach is right there. 
as far as just being a super right. nice guy. That's why right. I, it's one of the reasons Jeff sits there and does impressions of him all the time because he's an easy target because he's such a right. nice guy. Even if he actually really did get mad about what happens on the show, right? We would never really know because he would never tell no. you. He doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. He's not in that way. He's the least combative, combative guy you've ever met. I went and listened to the audio. I saw what happened. For anybody that didn't see the Twitter outburst on Friday, a listener made it seem, it's again in my opinion, that Coach Kintera backed up Brian Giles in a physical abuse case against a female uh, according to the way I read it on Twitter, because Coach liked Brian Giles and, in his words, saw the woman's antics. Look, I, I will say this. I don't know the Giles brothers. I don't know either one of them. I don't, I've never had any dealing with Brian Giles. I never had any dealing with Marcus Giles. I really don't have any connection. It doesn't surprise me that Kintera would have a connection to those guys because they both played high school sports when John was covering that beat. John's biggest mistake that he made was trying to validate a friendship with two guys. Yes. You don't have to do that. You really don't. You don't accomplish anything like that. Whatever happened between Brian Giles and that woman, whatever led to it, we've all seen the video. It's unacceptable. Period. Yes, it always is. But, so Coach, it's a shock to me that Coach would mumble his words. I just, I was, I couldn't believe that. That a guy who's such command of the English language, like Coach John Katera, would struggle. Coach made a huge mistake in the sense that he tried to talk about that he always got along with Brian. And I don't know what he was trying to say. I don't know, Dave, there could be... One woman in this room, two women in this room, ten women in this room. If you said to me who was the woman involved in the Brian Giles incident, I couldn't tell you out of any one of those lineups. I have no idea what John was trying to accomplish when he talked about that woman's antics. Yeah. All I know is that he failed horribly. Yes, he did. In endorsing his relationship with Brian and he failed horribly in trying to describe this individual. What offended me though, was the mob mentality that went after John. I listened to the audio in my opinion. I never heard John defend it. John said repeatedly, he's not defending Brian Giles or what happened. As Dave pointed out, Kintera's probably the nicest guy in San Diego. He's a guy that loves his wife, loves his daughter, loves his granddaughter. John's not a controversial guy. John's not a guy who's going to push the envelope. I get it if you're offended. It honestly felt like a mob mentality going after a guy that all of you, all of you know what that guy's about. You know what he's about. He fucked up two times over. The tweet where he said, that's not what he said. He tried to dig himself out. Holy fuck. God, he doubled down on that one. Yeah, I mean, I have trouble saying that he doubled down because when I look at. I think his, his, 
I don't know what the fuck to say. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Stop. Yes. Like, you just go stop. But to me, it it read like a mob mentality. Yeah. And there are people. Well, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where we're at. Do you guys want him fired? I mean, is that was that what the ultimate goal was? Boy, I thought reading it, that's what it seemed like. Did you? And when I'm you like, listen, I'm waiting to see if he has to do a, a, a public apology tomorrow. Oh, that'll tomorrow. sound great. Yeah. I can't that's wait to... Fu- <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, listen, I just want to come out and say, you know, I fully endorse the kicking of a lab. I fully endorse the idea of... I've had days where I've just picked up the cat and I've thrown him right into the pool because, God damn it, little Fluffy... Needs to learn how to swim, but I didn't. I don't think I said Brian was okay. But now listen, some other things. <laughs> Here's some other things that I do endorse and I don't. I love the pictures of the Trump boys with those big lions. It reminds me of a little. Guy. <laughs> reminds me of when I was little. And all the guys would play stickball, and it always seemed like there were 13 kids and they only had room for six on the team. And so somewhere along the line, a couple of guys that were toothless that had an affinity for natural light gave me a big stuffed lion, and every time I see those Trump boys, it reminds me of that. So I don't have much of a problem with that. The other thing that I want to admit is I cut the tags off of every couch and then I give a big finger to Jerry from Jerome's. <laughs> don't try to police me, buddy. I'm my own man. But I don't like the way I was treated. So tune in. I mean, is he going to fuck? Just if I'm his boss, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's fine if you like the Giles brothers and you have a personal relationship but they're persona non grata right now exactly in San right. And maybe not Marcus. I don't know how people feel. I don't know. Like I said, but there was a reason why the Padres organization said to the Giles brothers, hey, man, maybe it's better. Stay away. Yeah, Marcus and Brian going on, have done their thing. They, uh, again, I don't speak, I don't know. But I just, I've known Coach an incredibly long time. I feel like a lot of people knew him for an incredibly long time. I think you know what he's all about. My guess would be you know what he's all about. I, Dave, I'm, I went back and listened to the audio yeah. because the way it read, I was expecting him. I, I don't know what he's trying to say about the woman, right? Like, just stop, John. Like, just stop. But this idea that coach should be fired or run out of town for that shit, I, I just I don't agree with that. I, I just I don't agree with trying to ruin a guy's life like it sat there and it felt like to me like I was reading on Friday. I felt like a lot of you were trying to ruin that guy's life. I think if you're that sure that he was endorsing the action of Brian um, or whatever happened in that video, then I hope we can still be friends, but I didn't hear it that way. Well, i tell you what. My guess is something's going to happen where he's going to have to apologize tomorrow on there. I mean, and I mean tomorrow is Monday by the time people hear this is is because – they did go after him on Twitter. People were upset. Maybe they were looking for something that they didn't hear because I think a lot of people didn't hear the audio. I think a lot of people saw that there was uh, a big storm brewing and said, I'm jumping in. And yeah. and at the same time, I, almost, I don't want to say I feel bad for him because he should have known better to say right. there's like a couple of hot better. topics yeah. that you just stay away from. 
you stay away from that. You aren't going to win in that. No one is okay with domestic violence. They just aren't. And people tried to come after me a couple of weeks ago because of the Hula Urias thing mm-hmm. where he got suspended for 20 days. Are you happy now? The Dodgers employee got... I didn't respond to one of those because I'm not okay with that. I'm no. not. I'm never going to be okay with domestic violence. When the Dodgers, a lot of people don't remember. I'm not just sitting there making a, about the Dodgers. I just want to point this out. When uh, a couple years ago, the Dodgers acquired a Raldis Chapman in a trade. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they acquired Raldis Chapman. He was a Dodger for I think two days. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this comes up with the Raldis Chapman and his wife. The Dodgers immediately rescind that trade. Let's go to Major League Baseball. We are not taking a guy on that touched his wife. Yeah. Gone. He goes back to the Yankees, ends up going back to the Cubs, back to the Yankees, the whole deal. Anyway, the Dodgers didn't want anything to do with at the time was the best closer in baseball. And I applauded them because there's a difference of winning games and right. sitting there saying, I, I respect a guy. I want my kids to look at a guy like that. No, right. kids and women are always known as the, they aren't able to defend themselves against somebody right. bigger and stronger like a man. Right. So I'm not okay with domestic violence. You aren't okay with it. You, you talk about it all the time growing up. In a home with a single mom. Right. You wouldn't be okay with it. No. And so when he brings it up and you go, shockingly, it didn't go well. Well, fuck, man. We all know there's things that you can, topics you bring up that, man, I'm going to lose. No matter what I right. no matter what I say, it might come off bad. Right. He made a huge fucking mistake to the point where I think Padre fans, the Madres, everyone's going to demand something from coach to say, hey, I, you know what? You, I but, think you misheard what I was trying to say. But I just want to go back to this. There was a guy that used to do radio in this town that had an extended history of doing and saying the wrong thing. There was a guy who was going to come to this town and do radio that made a really, really offensive, tasteless joke. And when people looked into his history, there had been other things that had been done where he was going to push the envelope and those kind of things. That's not who Kintera is. No. I will say again, I don't have any idea of what he was trying to accomplish in his endorsement. Right? When somebody, yeah. uh, when you listen to the call and somebody says, hey, um, you know, I have a problem with the Padres separating with those guys. I, I just think you, you go, man, you know what? I've known those guys a long time and I like them a lot, but... I you, you have to look at what happened on that video and the Padres made a decision as an organization and I understand why they made it. I'm still friends with those guys, but I understand why that decision was made. Hey, thanks. Yes. There's absolutely zero reason to bring the woman into the conversation because for me as an audience member, I don't know her. I don't know what you're talking about regarding her quote unquote antics and I understand completely why people looked at that and said, wait a minute, what are you saying? What, what did the antics justify that? But I felt like a lot of people were trying to get coach run out of town. And I appreciate whoever it was that posted the audio. But then when the audio's posted and people listen to it, um, and they're like, well, the audio doesn't matter. He doubled down here. No, stop. Wait, stop. The audio does matter. The audio matters, and it should matter to all of us. Where you listen to it, and you go, well, fuck. Here's a guy who's been a fucking mumble mouth, and I'm not defending him. I'm just telling you, I look at it. The fucking guy's a mumble mouth. 
But, I mean, I I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. That uh, shit, yeah. I really don't. I just, I looked at it and I go, God damn, man. Like, what, what's the point? Co- you guys, you all want Coach fired? Is that what you were looking for? And somebody texted me and goes, are you guys going to demand? Co-? I couldn't give less of a fuck. If 97.3, look, 97.3 in the pods may look at that and go, hey, John, we know exactly what you meant. But too bad, man. Yeah, it's too hot. Too hot, and you're out. Yeah, I mean, David and I aren't going to lead the fucking march down no, there. You got to be that. smarter than that. And he wasn't. He wasn't. But I just felt like he was immediately, when people have known what he's been, been Dave, am I wrong on that? No, you no, you aren't right. I just laughed that you called him a mumble mouth. Well, what I don't the think fuck there's any, is he? <laughs> Look, he's a big, dumb animal. Like, I didn't say that. You called him a mumble mouth, which I is just, horrible, especially when you talk for a living. Well, okay. Yeah, I was so outlandish in my description. I just, I, I'm not defending him. I just, didn't it feel like everybody just immediately wanted him fired? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It got crazy. Does he get and fired? And the people are writing to you and me and what do you guys, and I was like, dude, I'm not jumping in on this shit. When you when you heard the audio, don't you hear it and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yes, 100%. Like, what, what fucking point yes. are you trying to make? Yeah. Like, what point are you trying to make? It was like Herman Munster hosting a radio show. Like, what are you fucking doing? Use your goddamn head. Yeah, like, what what point are you trying to make? And then on social media, what are you trying to make there? Look, I heard it one way. I'm not saying any of you are wrong in the way you heard it. I'm not blaming any of you for being offended. But it just felt like, like Dave said, there were a lot of people that immediately jumped in and were like, man, fuck, man, you just kicked the shit out of that. Yeah, you sure did. And there have been guys, plenty of guys in this town that deserve to have the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, he. But Dave, I don't know. Do you think he knows? Do you think he knows he fucked up? Let me ask you that. Yes, he he knows he fucked up somewhere. He does. He was probably shocked. Here's the deal. I, this is what I'm gonna say to defend Coach here. Coach is a San Diego zone. Okay, what I mean is we defend everybody in San Diego over and over again. But yet you guys had no problem opening the door and showing support to Dan Cilio. When Dan Cilio fucking came here, why don't you guys look up his fucking history? How right. he put on put a hit out on a kid. Right. He put a hit out on a kid, telling his listeners to kill a kid. You Called gotta, guys monkeys. Oh, yeah. Aaron did, Andrews get back in the kitchen. The whole thing. I right? mean, dude, he was so unforgiving that we should have said, "There's no way in hell we're letting this guy in our community." Yet you guys supported him. Yet you guys gave him ratings. And yet, when you have a guy like Coach, who's your own, who's San Diego's own, went to high school here, was raised here, loved San Diego more than anybody, all of a sudden now you guys are going to sit there and lose your shit. You guys didn't lose your shit when you let an animal like Dan Cilio in. But watch tomorrow, watch Monday, he's going to have to sit there and the Padres are going to go, dude, there's a, there's a public apology coming. And he, he probably knows it by now what he has to do tomorrow. I guarantee you management had to talk to him after the show if it wasn't during the show. I don't think anything happens. Oh, I guarantee it comes up. I'll bet you money on this one. I'm more sure of this than I was that Ben never been, has been never been to a strip club. Fuck that. That was a good bet. <laughs> that was a good no, you know, bet. Dave. And, I think I think it's the right thing to do. Just in case. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. Even if he doesn't mean the sorry part, he has to say something. You can't be known as a guy that's supporting a goddamn uh, fuck, man. Like, you what know what the I mean? Fuck you are can't. you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, fuck. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't this Giles' wife? 
It doesn't matter if it's a wife, girlfriend, or a lady in the mall. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I remember it's the story. It's unacceptable behavior. Right. And we all agree on that. Right. That's it. And he just. Wait, you're afraid he's not going to show up and do a, a coach signing of baseballs? I mean, fuck, I don't even know why you have to say I'm still friends with the guy. Who cares? Right. Why justify it? Like, what? If it's too hot for the Padres, it's too hot for you. Right. And you're their flagship. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you have Maybe a guy. Maybe Jeff is right. Maybe you are a big, dumb animal. Use your fucking brain. Hey, I did the best I could. I just, uh, let me, Dave, you want me to tell you a couple other things I like? Go ahead. Vanilla ice cream? No. I do like butter pecan. I like piranha movies. I like piranha <laughs> movies. Piranha <laughs> I like piranha movies. And every now and then, if you find a good one, what's that channel? Comes out of Tijuana. Telemundo? <laughs> I saw one, you know who Rue McClanahan is? She was just out having a nice day at the beach. She said to her friend, I'm going to go for a little swim and gone. Like me on a creamsicle on a hot San Diego day. Team bus, USIU. I just like, like there's a couple things that I would tell coach. Here's a couple things that I would tell coach if he asked me career advice. A, don't ever be a pole vaulter. And B, <laughs> stop trying to defend your fucking friends, kid. Okay. Let, you're let not me, very good at either one of them. All right. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. You're Bob Bollinger. Okay. Yeah. You're his boss. The boss of bosses over there. Yeah. And the Padres have called you. Ron Fowler's like, hey, Bob, I don't know what the fuck's going on on your station, but right. I need you to have a talk with coach. Oh fuck! How's that meeting? That's going? what I'm saying. You're Bob. What do you What are you Christ. saying? What are you saying to Coach? Ah, Coach. Ah, what happened, buddy? Come on. Hey, Bob. I just uh, I met Brian. He was in ninth grade. He was playing on Sparky's plumbing. Coach. It's a bad look. I could have hired Darren Smith. <laughs> But he wanted to make more than the, I'm paying you. It's a fair contract that I'm getting. I'm proud of it. All right. Well, John and Tammy have a cruise coming up at T-Mobile. And we're really excited because Rhett, who's the guy, Dave? Rhett who? Rhett who? Country singer. Rhett. I don't know Rhett. Thomas Rhett. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Rhett was his first name. I thought it was. We're excited because Thomas Rhett's coming to town. The heck of a young talent. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's a talent. I don't know. Listen, I get I get it. And and I get I saw a lot of familiar faces in that list of people responded a lot of female names responded i get it i get it all i'm saying is there are guys that you expect that kind of attitude from he's not one of them and it just he absolutely fucked up we all looked at it we're like dude shut up like what are you trying to say and why are you trying to say that i sure as fuck am not defending the message i'm defending the messenger there's see. a big difference between the two. Again, I'm not, he, I don't know what he was doing. But 
I'm not defending the message. I'm defending the messenger. I he, could, I could see Bob Bollinger, all right, answering that phone, going, fuck. Fuck. Telling his wife, I guarantee this isn't about Sonny. Fuck. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. his tie. Has a goddamn scotch in his hand, putting his feet up on the ottoman. Just yeah. going, can believe this shit. Out of this fucking guy. <laughs> Expected it from someone like Woods to do something stupid. That asshole. But it wasn't. You think Paul says that asshole to his wife about Woods? That asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up in the moment. My apologies to Steve Ann Umbo. I don't have to, Yeah. Sorry, I was just role playing there. I got you. Dave, let me ask you this flat out. A- answer me sincerely. Yes. Where we are today, after what he said. And and then the tweet, because the tweet's fucking stupid too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the tweet's oh, fucking dumb. Oh, too. It's an argument of what's dumber. Yeah. Does he have to be fired? Dude, I hope not, man. Uh, you know, fuck. I hope not. You gotta know. You the want d- Gutley back? That's what's going to happen. I mean, you gotta know the difference between yeah. right and wrong. Yeah. And, no, you hundred percent do. I just think a public apology is going to be suffice. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because there's a part of me that the more I talk about this, the more I kind of feel like I'm making the same mistake he made. Well, you know, John John's not caught on video doing anything. He's no. caught on audio being a fucking dope. But you could listen to 20 years worth of audio yeah. and you'd be fucking caught being a fucking dope. <laughs> Japan. Japan, that's the best ever. You got to tell the Japan story because every time I hear the word Japan, I think of coach. Was it Sean Burroughs? No, it wasn't Sean Burroughs. It was some other schmo in the, the Padres system or a Cubs system. It was, right? It yeah. was the guy with the Cubs. Yeah. So I'm driving in. I feel like I'm driving into KFMB. Wasn't this KFMB? Yeah, it, it was. It was way back. Well, so, he was on 690. Yeah. Yeah, but you were driving into KFMB. Yeah, I'm yeah. driving into KFMB and I got that fucking knucklehead on. My two favorite coach stories, I'll tell them both. They. They are from 690. Maybe I'm driving out. Doesn't matter. And it was right before. I feel like the Padres and Cubs played a series in Japan. Yeah. And I swear I feel like it was Sean Burroughs. I, I feel it like was, it, it wasn't Sean Burroughs, but okay. the Cubs were in Japan. That was the most important thing. Of the story. Yeah. So somebody called John and asked him about a player. We'll just call him fucking Brian Curry. Hey, do you think Brian Curry is going to make the Cubs? Well, you know, he's a talented guy, muscular guy, big guy. But I don't know. He may, they may have him there or, or he may go to Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. And the guy, the caller talking about the upcoming series for the Cubs in Japan says, well, it'll be interesting to see if he ends up in Japan. And coach, not realizing what the schedule means, takes this as if... They're trading him to a team in Japan. Right, the Tokyo Giants. <laughs> Japan? Well, I don't know anything about that. That's a pretty dramatic move. I haven't heard anything about that. The young man's got an incredibly bright future. The guy's like, coach, no. I'm not saying he's moving there, shithead. I'm saying, is he going over there for this series? 
So that that was my. <laughs> he said Japan. 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 Yeah. Oh, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't like, believe it. He's like, you're a shithead. <laughs> uh, that was right up there at the top. That's the silver medal winner. The gold medal coach story that wins. And the only thing I know is that I shared this story the next night. And I don't mean to name drop, but I will. The next night I was in a room with Mike Riley. Yeah. who was the Chargers head coach at the time. I believe we're at Sports City Cafe. Yeah. And I told Mike Riley this story, and I've never seen Mike laugh the way he laughed. He fucking loves this story. So I get in the car, and I have to drive home to La Costa, and it's the all-star break, and Coach and Randy are on 690, and they've determined that it's midseason report card time for a fucking horrendous Padre team. So it's got to be like 99 or 2000 whenever you scrub. <laughs> ben Davis was on that team. I can't remember anybody else. But for argument's sake, I'm going to use the 2019 Padres okay. just so we can remember. And this is the way the conversation went. Remember, I picked this up at Engineer Road, and I'm with it to Del Mar Heights. Uh, all right, Randy, we're going to do our report cards. We're going to start at the catcher position for Austin Hedges. Randy, I'm going to give Austin Hedges a C-. minus. Excellent defensive player, struggles offensively. Well, Coach, I'm going to give him a C- minus as well. I, I kind of see the same thing. Okay, so we'll both put him down for a C-. minus. Now we move to first base, and it's Eric Hosmer. Now, Eric Hosmer's had trouble defensively, but I'm going to give him a C+. Plus. Coach, I'm going to give Eric Hosmer a C plus. Uh, he's been great, but he struggled a little bit. He can definitely be better with the glove. Uh, all right, Randy, we'll both put him down for a C plus. Now our next guy is Luis Urias at second. I'm going to have to give him a D. He uh, just struggles, Randy. He can't hit major league pitching. Well, Coach, I'm going to have to give him a D. And I'm like, what in the fuck <laughs> is going on here? <laughs> they literally went six for six. The exact grade. C plus, C plus. D minus, D minus. Incomplete, incomplete. Like, never once did either one of those two dickheads go, oh, you gave him a B? I'm going to give him a B minus. Uh, you gave him a B? I'm going to give him a B. All right, Randy. That's on. And if it's me and Dave, I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, seriously, are you mocking me and my bit? And Coach just keeps steaming along. Uh, we'll get out to left field. Hunter Renfro. Randy, I tell you, he's improved defensively. He's hitting a ton of home runs. I'm going to give him a B plus. Well, coach, I'm going to give him a B plus. And I'm like, holy shit. How is nobody on the other side of the glass go, break, 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 break. Fuck. Are you mocking me? I would have lost mind? my shit. I lost my shit in the car. Fuck. <laughs> So I see these two at Qualcomm. Yeah, you laid into them. Remember? Yeah, I sure did. I go, that's the shittiest radio I've ever heard. And I go, Randy, you fucking give, you know, Hunter Renfro a B plus. That's great. I'd give him. God damn it. He yelled at both of them, and neither one of them understood what you're saying. No, they had no idea. They were like, you're a little emotional about the report card, Jeff. I know it's your favorite team, but hey, we got to grade them the way we see them. 
Yeah, like I was the asshole. Yeah, yeah that's why they took it. That's what they didn't understand. Like I was too emotional. They didn't understand for shit. Hey, I know you'd want to give Hosmer a B plus. He's a B minus player, Jeff. Dude, it was the best because you told me how angry you were. You see those two guys. You like put your shit down on the desk and just beelined it over there to say, I've got something to say to you two assholes. <laughs> they, they, neither one of them wavered. Like they still, I gave them shit. I saw them. I used to say to them, I saw them whenever we left Petco and I say to them all the time. Hey, when are you two fucks getting back on to do report cards again? Yeah, that's right. We don't do a show together anymore. Oh, that's our loss. <laughs> but, uh, Dave, is he getting fired? I mean, does he need to get... Did I he- don't think he gets fired. I think a public apology works. Honestly, I think he's around. I think he's he's, he's around. He's. I hope not, man. I don't want to see anybody lose their job. I like Coach. I don't listen to the fucking show, but I, right. like, I like the guy. I do like the guy. Uh, I tell you, especially what, last week when he said I'm a talk to us and I have feelings. He was talking oh, to fuck. you. Fuck, he was. He was talking straight to you. Yeah, well, sorry. Okay, sorry, I don't defend OJ. Hey, I'll tell you what, that guy really ran the ball well at USC. I know he slaughtered two people, but hey, that's a reason why I'm a Hertz guy, and not an Enterprise guy, because of OJ. Yeah, I'll tell you another guy, Dave, and I I shouldn't say this, but it's a podcast. I always got along great with Richard Ramirez. <laughs> uh, he was a big supporter of my show. He was a big supporter of my high school show. And I tell you what, there were a couple of times he did stats for me out at Valhalla. He was dynamite. <laughs> I remember one day when Sir Ansaran bought me dinner. Oh, he did. Boy, I tell you what. And that guy at karaoke, forget it. Oh, that shark bite. With its teeth, and I'd say, "Hey, Sirhan, you're a, as good as Bobby Darren." Oh shit! Coach is like, "Do me a favor, don't ever fucking defend me again, okay?" <laughs> you know it started off fine, and then you have me defending every fucking mass murderer. You listen to the Beach Boys. One of their best songs was the one Charlie Manson submitted. I just, I was a big fan of Dennis Wilson. And if he liked them, then that was a good enough endorsement for me. And I saw those Sharon Tate movies. I know her antics. Oh my God. What are you saying, Coach? Oh Coach! <laughs> Coach! He's like, fuck. Right now, he's like, it was all done. And then those two dickheads determine they're going to fucking... Yeah. Like, look, I, I don't know what happens. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't. That's crazy. Do you want any more out of coach? No, Does I'm he done need with, to do anything else? No, I'm done with the coach. All right, I'll I wanna, tell you, I'm just going to say this to yes. you, Dave. I, I found the two gentlemen that were known as Millie and Vanilli to be stand-up guys. <laughs> I found them to be stand-up guys. And I'll tell you what, if that offer is still open, I'd love to go with you and Jeff to see Lisa Lisa. It <laughs> wears a suit. I would wear a suit. <laughs> I'm very Dude, if he, had, if he got his feelings hurt when he claimed on the air you called him a, mor- a moron. I didn't. No, that I was somebody tweet. Hang on. Hang on. I never said that. That was somebody who tweeted that at him. I never said that. I may have said it tonight, 
But I didn't say it at that time. I just was making fun of him as a Tory Pines guy. And then somebody's like, shut up, moron. I was like, shit. That wasn't me, though. Okay. No. Very you few people. the point he was negative. Very few. Yeah. Can you believe that? From your buddy, Mr. Positive over there, Mr. Sunshine. He's a real Bob Dale of podcast. Uh, Dave, I know what the B stands for in Stevie B. What is Bartholomew. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That fucking oh station. Oh Who's the God. nicer guy, Ben Higgins or Coach? Both Tory yeah. guys. Coach is the nicest guy going. Coach is a nice, extremely nice guy. Yeah. What can I tell you? I Coach wanna... will be fine on that show if he just stops talking. <laughs> That's not going to work. It's called a talk show, and he's the only one hosting. Shit. We're in trouble. <laughs> uh, coming today, guys, I'm gonna, I have something I'm really excited about. And here, I'm going to hold a press conference on the air, but unfortunately, I couldn't get Bryce Miller to come in. So, uh, joining me here today is my sock puppet. Sock sock puppet. I'm emotional. And here to ask me all the questions that you want the answers to is my sock puppet, Mr. Sparky. Go ahead, Mr. Sparky. Well, thank you, Coach. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. Uh, first question. What the? F- Why does the puppet sound just like you? Well, I'm not really a, a man of a thousand voices. Dave, if you'd like to ask a question, we'd ask that you wait for your chance at the microphone. Please say your name and affiliation, but please, Mr. Sparky has the floor. Coach, what exactly were the fuck you thinking when you hit send on that tweet? Well, that's a heck of a question, Mr. Sparky. I'm glad you bring it up. Uh, the, the answer is nobody really knows. But I tell you what, I went home and my family was waiting for me at the door with a nice glass of Ovaltine. Hungry man dinner. I had sal- I Dave, I, I don't know. I didn't hear your affiliation. You just love jumping in. <laughs> But go ahead, you fucking Barry Bloom of this podcast. I tell you what, I had two bites of Salisbury steak. I couldn't even have any more. And that Ovaltine, not that I would know, but I swear, it it felt like I was just drinking pure bleach. (laughs) I couldn't. I I was shook up. I shook up. All of it. I just felt like I let... You know who I really felt like I let down? Ed Burke. <laughs> do, you, do, you think, <laughs> do you think he cusses at home? Do you think coach walks in the door and goes, you won't believe what the fuck just happened? No, I don't use that language. That's the language of fools and anybody who went to San Diego. That little dope H.J. Preller. He probably likes that word. I don't use that kind of word. <laughs> I use sunflower seed. If you ever hear me use the word sunflower seed in a sentence, you know I'm, I'm a house of fire. <laughs> that's, that's how he rolls. I'm gonna knock these out, and then we're gonna, right, I wanna, go. then I'm gonna bring up Andrew Luck before we get. Oh out yeah. Here. Hey, I want to mention the guys over at Taylor May Pools. When I say the guys, you know we're talking about Alan Taylor. He owns the business. He's been doing Taylor May Pools for more than 20 years. Today was a perfect day for a pool. Whoa, I swear to God, today is Jesus. the hottest day of all time. Where we're doing the show from right now, I swear to open this door up at 5 o'clock and I oh. run a fan nonstop to try and cool this room down. It is so fucking hot in here tonight. 
It's unbelievable. Nothing would be better than a tailor-made pool. If you weren't in a pool today, you know you were thinking about how great it would be to be in a pool. The guy that can make your dreams come true is Alan Taylor. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, you're right. It, it, <laughs> at 5 o'clock this afternoon, I was in the car uh, out in East County, and it's still registered at 96 degrees. Yeah. And you just go, man, and the problem is it's only going to get warmer as we go through September. It's not too late. Not too late right now. Give Alan a call. I always say check our website. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on the sponsor page. Look under TaylorMade Pools because I can't think of a better way today. Just think of that. You get up in the morning. You look at the weather and the paper on the news. Yep. Find out it's going to be 95 at 5 o'clock. You go, perfect. We're just going to go hit the pool. We'll watch, listen to the Padre game, and off we go. Absolutely. Also can't believe uh, that, that uh, as I tell this story here, we tell you about Brian Curry all the time because I tell you that Brian Curry is the guy you need to call for real estate. Jeff, I called Brian Curry. I've been talking to Brian every day for the last three days. You know why? Why is that? I've decided I'm selling my house. No kidding. Yep. Going to sell my house. I've been trying to tell you guys, you better jump in front of it. I'm telling you guys right now, you better call yeah. Brian. The market looks like it is shifting. And if right. you're a person like me, I've been in this house now for five years. We're looking to say, you know what? Hate to hope this doesn't happen, but for a lot of you out there, but here's the deal. I think things are going to change. Yeah. I'm going to try and cash out right now. I'm going to go rent for a couple of years, and I'm going to jump back in. I'm going to go. buy. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So I spent the entire day today just looking at places to possibly live. No kidding. Where are you going to go? Around. Don't know. You know what? We went looking around San Diego saying maybe we'll live in an area of town that we haven't lived in before. Yeah. Just say maybe just try something a little bit different. Obviously, coaching baseball at Benita Vista, I don't want to get too far away because I'll be making the drive down this direction all the time anyway. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're all over Mission Valley today. We're, we're all over different areas, but... Trying to find out what we're trying to figure out. Are we going? We're definitely going to go smaller, either, yeah. either a house, a condo, and even a, a, a bigger apartment, whatever, to see what we're possibly going to do. But I've been telling you guys for a long time, you need to call Brian Curry right now and understand what's happening. If you aren't paying attention, financial what's happening. Brian Curry is your guy. 619-251-1588. I spoke to him on the phone within minutes. I had comps on everything in my house and places I could possibly move to. The guy's the most detailed real estate agent I've ever dealt with in my life. Make sure you call Brian again, 619-251-1588. Boy, Dave, I love what you said, man. You got the equity in the property. Take advantage of it. And then let the market come to you, not the other way exactly. around. Nobody better to help you out than BC. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about the guys over at Hot Sauces and More. HotSaucesandMore.com. Again, it's the letter N. That's what it is. It's not and letter N. Uh, again, Brian's the best over there. Make sure you check him out over there in the Otay Ranch Mall if you want to see him in person. They're selling meat in there now as well, so you can go ahead and make sure you have a guaranteed fantastic meal. He cooked me up the best steak I've ever had. Yeah. He, on Tuesday night, just came an outstanding steak, and again, it came right from his store. I right think that's there. Australian meat. It is. It I'm is. right on that, right? Yeah. And when you go in there, he has a bunch of different meats that he offers, but you can sit there and ask him, what did Dave get? What do you recommend? Yeah. He will tell you what's best, but he has everything to make your dinner that tastes that much better inside of that store, including the big green eggs. I think we'll be back on Tuesday night because depending on traffic, I'm going to try to get over there because for me, I had the coolest conversation with my oldest son who said to me in the car yesterday, goes, hey, dad, will you teach me how to grill? Cool. And I said, I absolutely will teach you how to. He goes, I want to learn, man. He goes, I want to learn how to run the grill. He'll be 12 in November. I'm like, no better time to learn. and uh, Or I'll, I'll just wait and bring him down with me this weekend. Cool. And we'll go down and get some steaks and do the whole thing for Labor Day weekend. God, can you believe Labor Day weekend's yep. already next weekend? 
But uh, that for me was having my son go, hey, teach me how to fire up the grill and what I'm doing, the, the safety and the whole thing. No better place to go. He's got a beautiful Weber grill. I'll teach him how to use it. You can do the same thing. Otai Ranch Mall, go see Brian. Stop by there on a Tuesday night for the farmer's market. You won't regret it. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Also, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy you want to talk to with her financial needs. Trust me, I will be giving Dan a call as well. In the upcoming weeks, I recommend you do the same thing. Dan is uh, a great friend of the show, just like they all are. Right now, we're all rooting, especially for Dan. If you follow Oh, my Dan God. How Twitter, great is this? Dan's nephew, who wasn't even drafted. Sam, right? Sam. Who wasn't even Sam Williams with the, with the, in the Padres organization. Oh. Wasn't even drafted. How rare is it this way that he gets signed by the Padres, gets promoted already. And Got a save the other day. He's pitching his ass off. I love it, man. Absolutely. Up at Lake Elsinore. Yep. Uh, Dave, the, the, a couple of things that you're going to find that are so big, and maybe it won't apply today, but it applies to everybody who's in the market to buy the house. Like I always say, it's one thing to borrow the money. Yeah. It's a whole nother thing to repay the money. And that's why I love Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, because it's not just about getting approved and getting the keys in your hand. It's making sure that you're able to make those 12 monthly payments for the next 30 years and able to do it with peace of mind, not those nights, those sleepless nights where you look, go, man, I made the mortgage payment but I can't make the car payment or anything else. And I'm not even joking on that. It really is a situation that so many people get in trouble with. The other book that Dan has, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment, both of those books are yours for free tonight. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. Then call him, 858-688-6813. If you're already in your house and you're not looking to move, but you're thinking a refi may be the idea, Man, Dan's the guy to help you out. First-time homebuyer, long-time homebuyer looking to refi, 858-688-6813. Yeah, absolutely love it. Congratulations to the entire Williams family. Absolutely. And again, Kyle Fluger. Don't forget about Kyle. You need your website uh, up to par where it should be. Guess what? If you go to your webpage and you don't like the way it looks, Kyle Fluger's the guy that can help you drum up business. Been talking to Kyle a lot over the last few days. Got big news coming from Kyle uh, this week. Spent a lot of time talking to Kyle the last three days as well. Very proud of the things that, that are going on on my personal end with Kyle. But again, he can help you out as well. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Man, I would love it if disappointing Joseph, who I love seeing that they continue to play around town. I get so excited for those guys, Dave. That band means so much to us that the continued success that they have but maybe their phone is ringing. But uh, I was thinking about Pete Point Loma and his brother Joey Harris, who's been such a part of the San Diego music scene, whether he's part of the Beat Farmers, the Speedsters, or anybody else that Joey... I love when Pete hypes his brother because he couldn't be more right, man. If you've ever seen Joey play, tears the, the roof off the place. But I have a friend of mine, and it's absolutely incredible. I said to this friend of mine today... She's probably my favorite photographer. Like, she is genuinely so good, but she's she's just kind of one of those people where she doesn't share her art with a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm really, really happy that she trusts me enough to share it with me. But if you're a fan of photography like I am, you look at these and you go, these are fucking insanely good. And I have said to her, man... Let Kyle put a website together. You don't need it financially, but you need a place where you can go 
I said to her, my goddamn phone, I get messages every day. Can't sync data because your memory's overloaded. I go, my memory's overloaded because I got a hundred of these pictures that you've taken yeah. as you've traveled the world. If you're one of those people and you go, I've got music, I've got pictures of my kids, I've got anything else, put them up on a website. I may actually talk to Kyle about just doing a website for my family. It's cool. And putting pictures up for my kids. What people... People say, I love this idea. What you should do is, especially for new parents, and I would encourage Steve Woods to do this, get a website, get an email set up for Bo, and set it up for Bo, and then on that website, draw pictures, do blogs, do everything, just talking about who he is as a person right now. And when he gets to be old enough, my kids are going to be 12. They'd probably be at that age. Turn it over to him and say, hey, man, check it out. Here's your life story right here. Here's your pictures. Here's blogs. This is who we were. So that at some point, when we're all long gone, your kids have become the adults. They can look back on their life and go, wow, that was pretty cool. My parents did. Nobody better to run that project than Kyle Fluger. Absolutely. want to uh, touch on this whole Andrew Luck story because Andrew Luck yesterday shocked everybody in sports. Might be the biggest sports story in the entire year. That age 29, Andrew Luck announces his retirement and so you look at teams as they make their predictions I actually sent Kyle something to put on our page as far as my NFL predictions a week ago and I and, and I said I think I had the Colts ranked number one in the AFC South Fuck. because the Colts had an outstanding gear if you remember yeah. they took out the Titans right away then they go to Kansas City almost knock off the Chiefs Frank Reich Frank Reich, believe it or not, doing a great job. But you look at what they did with their offensive line and their defense, and we always used to say the Colts had the least amount of talent in the NFL. And the fact that Andrew Luck came back from an injury, that all of a sudden he was ranked in the the top 100 players. He was just number 12 on that list. He's one of the best players in the league. At age 29, he announces retirement. The Colts open against the Chargers on (laughs) September 8th. And you go away. They're going to see Andrew Luck. That's what I was thinking. I wanted mm-hmm. to see a guy that you admire. The guy goes to Stanford. He's been a model citizen. He's been everything kind of you hope your son grows up to be. Right. Smart kid. It doesn't get crazy with the money. Still drives, uh, drives a Honda Accord and uses a flip phone. I mean, Jesus doesn't spend Christ. his crazy millions of dollars like so many other guys do. Yeah. Everything he does is sensible. Well, he announces his retirement, and obviously he's had trouble uh, healing. Remember a year ago, they went to if he'd ever throw again. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he has this weird injury in his leg with the bone, and it's not healing right, and finally, boom, he, he calls it a career. Sad story. The guy only came in the league yeah. in 2012. Remember you and yeah. I were at 1090. He was like, who do you take, RG3 or Andrew Luck? Right. Remember that whole story? Crazy, right? Who was, who was the guy that yelled at me? I forgot. Now that I just brought it up. Remember we had the guy on as a guest, and I said – this guy looks like he's the next John Elway, and he freaked out. And he yelled Jason at, Cole. Jason Cole. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly what he did. And you, did, you died laughing that he fucking called him. I went to school with John Elway. He's not yeah. John Elway. Anyway, to me, it's a sad story. To see people mm-hmm. going after him, to see that he was booed. Well, it was Doug Gottlieb went after him. But I the mean, fans booed him in, in, in Indianapolis. It was so strange. Really strange. He didn't expect, at least I didn't expect that from a Midwest team, for them to boo the guy. You think he wanted to retire at age 29? Nope. Yeah. And and I Luck was a guy that I watched all the time and maybe don't have complete appreciation for him until he's gone. But uh, for me, Dave, I I just I looked at it as a football fan. Health health uh issues were always part of the story. But I looked at what Benny wrote to us on Twitter. I don't think Benny was being snarky. I think he was just asking the question. Yeah. 
Is Andrew Luck considered a bust? God, no. No. Not even close. I think it's tragic, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, I don't know that goes as far as tragic. He walks away, there's there's real-life tragedy uh, every day in life. In the, in the sports world, though, to not be able to finish out your dream. Yeah, I mean, I look at it and I go, man, it's a drag. Yeah. It's a drag because when you watch that press conference and he talked about that he got in an endless cycle of rehab, hurt, rehab, hurt, and it took away the love of the game for him, that's when you go, man, that's a drag. But uh, he made contributions. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's absolutely not a bust. I have no clue at all why anybody would boo him. And a white boom in Indy. Yeah. Um, I thought O.J. Simpson coming out last night, giving him shit because he had just drafted him in his draft. Oh, my God. An hour <laughs> earlier. You got O.J. giving you shit. Hey, Andrew, what you? What did I ever do to you? I just drafted you. Like, it was like an hour. Juice is in Christ. a... Andrew, O.J. Simpson's in a restaurant. All these guys with their laptops up. And Juice just got stuck with Andrew Luck. Now, I saw a guy tonight go, God damn, in the same hour... The guy lost Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller. Wow. Torn ACL. Jesus. He goes, I had my draft this morning, yeah. and tonight I've lost Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller within an hour of each other. But, no, I mean, uh, everybody jumping up and down about Doug Gottlieb. Who gives a shit what Doug Gottlieb thinks? Like, yeah. that's the thing on social media. Some of this, and I, I've seen it with friends, get so worked up by shit that's said, you go, well, wait a minute. You know, Doug, Doug thought that he took the easy way out, and Troy Aikman basically told Doug tonight, stand down. Yeah. And the funny thing for Doug is no matter what Doug ever says, I mean, remember, Doug came down here and tried to connect with San Diego by wearing a Charger jersey. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Day one. Day one. Hey, guys, it's a blast to be here. And coming up, I'm going to wear my Charger jersey. Um, Holy shit. Right. I mean, that's the guy you're getting all mad at. Yep. He, he's not really known for good decisions. But I love the fact that anytime Doug says anything, it opens the door for people to kick him about his credit card scandal yeah. at Notre Dame. Yeah. And, yeah. Then Torrey Smith went after him for the same thing. You know, the, the thing when a story like Andrew Luck happens, and we've learned, too, you kind of got to sit back at times. To mm -hmm. go, wait a second, what's the true story that's going on? Yeah. I mean, the way, honestly, and I'm completely going to the opposite side of, of what what he announced and what might happen. When you see a guy that doesn't heal like that, yeah. like his shoulder or, yeah. or his neck, and then you go to the leg injury for some reason it's not healing, right. you kind of wonder, is there something major health problems with him? I mean, if he, dude, if, let's say Andrew Luck has bone cancer. Okay. Well, now, I'm just saying, it's, 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 something's crazy. I just threw bone cancer out there. Dude, what does a guy like Doug Gottlieb or anyone else feel right. when you find out, dude, it's much worse than he fucking let on because he wasn't ready to share that with you. Just hold on a second. It's not normal for 29-year-old guys at the top of their game to call call it a career. You'd feel like a real fucking asshole. I, I'm at a point that if you make a decision that you feel is in the the best decision for you and your family, yes. then if you're a guy especially like Andrew Luck, Yes. Who's lived that life, man. I go, God, I hope you, I wish you nothing but, you know, peace, whatever you're looking for, brother. Because yes. you've you. been a fun guy to watch. Probably, like I said, personally, probably underappreciated from me yep. for as good a player as he was, but always seemed likable. I'm going to miss the Andrew Luck uh, Twitter account 
because it feels like oh, yeah. that may not need to be there anymore. But yeah, he just I don't know. He didn't he doesn't strike me as a guy that anybody should should take shots at, but no. everybody does it. It's it's not I would just say let's not make the story Doug Gottlieb. Make the story uh that you wish of a fast recovery and a happy life to Andrew Luck. That's the most important thing. Yeah, it's absolutely just a, just an amazing story. All right, Dave, uh, just recap a couple of quick things here. Go ahead. Uh, Sports Arena, while Axis tried to jam me for insane amount of fees on tickets, still, are you shocked that the Han family appears to be out? Very much so. And, Very much so. And do you think this is the front end of something bigger? <laughs> Dude, I really hope it's the front end of something bigger. I I, I just... Do, what, do you believe it is the front end of something bigger? I know we're a good old boy network Yes. in this city, and maybe it applies in a lot of cities, but um, but that that shocked me, and it feels like there, there has to be a part two to that story. I just have to assume, because I don't know what else as far as the maintenance of the building that Ernie, Ron, and AEG could have done better. Yeah. Really. I mean, they have t- taken the Arena Club, Dave. The Arena Club is beautiful. I feel like you and I did some shows down there. I know Rosie and I did a couple of shows down there, but have you been in the Arena Club in the no, last I have five not. years? I have not. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe it. They have invested money into that building, and I really I, – I don't know what happened, what was said – but I'm incredibly intrigued to know what the what the Ducks ownership group is going to do different that the AEG ownership group and the Han family couldn't get done. I think that's a very, very interesting story that we should all pay attention to. I'll also say this just really quick, and maybe we get more into this on Tuesday. I think we all should start paying attention to what's going on with this San Diego State Stadium because what it feels like from the state side, and I'm, I'm an Aztec. I'm very, very excited about that new football stadium going in. But what it feels like to me is that the Aztecs are doing everything to tell you, well, this is great. Here's our new renderings and everything's good. And there's no deal in place yet for the purchase of that land. Yeah. And it feels like, well, we're just going to keep talking about it like it's moving forward. And we're going to try to force uh, the momentum onto our side in these negotiations because we're going to tell the city Hey, look at this gorgeous new stadium that we have built and all these fine things that are going to benefit the university and in a trickle-down going to benefit you when they haven't negotiated the deal. If the deal had already been negotiated and a sales price had been agreed to and everybody felt great about it, that would be one thing. We would all be ready to go. But it sure feels like they're moving pretty far down the line and telling us all these things when there's still a pretty big hurdle to leap which is what is the price on the land? What is the price? Yes. What did you ultimately determine was going to be the cost, and did it get done? Because the Aztecs keep telling you they're going to break ground in 2020. Man, I sure hope so, but we're closer to 2020 than we were 2018. Calendar's moving, man. What are they getting done, and are they doing enough? And I don't know. Do you feel that way on that project? Yeah, everything drags. Everything drags here. And then do you like think we they break the ground boat. by June of next year? No, I do not. Not in this town. Right. Yep. Well, they're sure optimistic about it, but but it sure feels like uh, I don't I don't want to say anything detrimental to state because I, I I don't mean it that way. 
I just feel like we're sure talking about it like it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. That that land's already been purchased and they're going to start putting the land movers in uh, at some point next summer or fall. And I hope that's the case. But for those of us, and I think any of you that were here just a couple of years ago to watch everything that's happened, we we know shit doesn't move that quick. I appreciate them being optimistic, but I just like, hang on. Did you get the keys to the car? Because you're sure setting up a lot of test drives. Absolutely right. Good All point. Right. All right. Let's try to shoot for uh, hopefully we can be down here Tuesday night for the next one. All right. Good deal. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. It's my